All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Something to Funnel. Ben Kaplan coming at you live from my home office, as always. Um, I'm really excited to be with you today. Big day today. Um, I have a very special guest on today. He is a business coach, and he's going to help uh, he's going to help people all over the world scale to a million dollar businesses. Um, isn't he? He is the founder and owner of Uncommon Results. Uh, if, for more information about him or his company, you can go to uncommonresults.com. Uh, Jason Chessar, welcome to the show. Thank you. Just for clarification, websites get Uncommon Results. Oh my goodness! Um, no way. I'm a glitch in my own marketing. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. Yes, get uncommonresults.com. Check him out. I really appreciate appreciate you being here. I'm sure you're, you're crazy busy. Oh, yeah. It's right. been a bit of a crazy day so far, but glad to be here. All right. Well, we'll hopefully, uh, hopefully we calm things down maybe a little bit for you. Um, all right. So before we get too deep into things, uh, would you mind just telling us a little bit about your background, uh, You know, who exactly you are, uh, what your training is, what you've done before? Sure. Uh, as mentioned, I'm a, a sales coach for entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs. Typically, I work with small and medium-sized businesses with inbound and outbound sales teams. My specialty is increasing sales by 15 to 32%, usually in 12 weeks or less. Um, so I've been doing this for six, seven years now, Multiple own multiple businesses over the years, currently run two. I'm also a level two certified trainer with Blair Singer Training Academy. Uh, before this whole COVID thing happened, I was in four or five different countries training all around the world with a bunch more scheduled. Uh, obviously, the world changed, though, and so with it, my business did as well. Um, yeah, so that's a bit about me. All right. That's quite the, that is quite the impressive uh, background. Um, so what made you get into coaching entrepreneurs? Um, actually... It was an indirect roundabout way that I ended up in it. Uh, as a child, maybe you hear my accent, maybe you don't. I find fellow, I'm Canadian, so fellow Canadians hear my accent, but uh, <laughs> other countries do not. Um, reason why I say that, though, is because as a child, I was actually deaf, couldn't hear, couldn't speak. Uh, extremely social anxiety. Took about a decade of surgery and a dozen, uh, dozen surgeries on my ears. A decade of speech therapy, just so I could speak English. Um, from there, when I was about 12, I fell in love with magic, like card tricks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And my parents uh, highly encouraged it. I ended up making that into a small business for myself all through high school. And from there, launched a national entertainment agency for magicians, jugglers, unicyclists, fire performers, aerial circ artists, like the whole Cirque du Soleil style show. Okay. Um, my team and I have performed for guys like Justin Bieber, the Sharks Den, well, the Dragon's Den, Canadian version, Bill Kazmaier, Lennox Lewis. And so what had happened is I was always looking to be better myself as a performer, as an artist. Um, I always loved business. I started my first business when I was 14 years old and I love business just as much as I love the arts. So it was just a natural progression to keep doing business training uh, along with the artistic side. As I launched my agency and started teaching performers how to network, how to do sales, how to do that lead generation side of thing, um, when we launched, it took us three months to get in front of uh, celebrities and, and on headline headline news media coverage. And so next thing you know, businesses started coming to me and going, how did you do that? <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah. How, how did you do that? Um, so were you just kind of, it sounds to me like, were you just kind of learning as you go? Like, how did you, did you have to have any formal training or was it just kind of on the, all on the job training, so, so to speak? Uh, it's both. Uh, three different ways. I learned three different ways. 
Um, so first off, magic itself has a unique psychology to it. We call it behavioral psychology nowadays. It's only it's a science that's only been around for the last 20 or so years. But magicians have been using behavioral psychology for over 100 years. So I've had access to books that understand the human mind and understand the whole art of deception of a magician to really mess with your mind requires I understand how you think and how to encourage your thoughts. And not only that you see what I want you to see, look where I want you to look, remember what I want you to remember and ask the questions I want you to ask. It's very um, manipulative in that way, being able to guide people. So I naturally had the basic understanding of the mind. I also take what I call J university, meaning I have always had two or three full-time jobs um, at, at all times. And how I do it is usually it's two paid jobs in a volunteer position and I just work my butt off. And so I would go, I needed to learn um, marketing product, for example. When I was about 19, I needed to understand branded merchandise. Like why would you, I don't have anything handy. Um, why would someone put their name on the side of a mug versus a pen? And so I needed to understand that for my own business. So I went to the CEO of a large marketing company who did branded merchandise for different provinces in Canada and volunteered to be an intern, a free intern in exchange to learn from him. I did that with a marketing director. I did that for sales. I did that for leadership. I did that for, and the list goes on. Um, and then the third way I train is through blessing or training Academy. So I have done a lot of informal and unorthodox training, but I have had a lot of really, really intense, coaching and facilitation training by Blair Singer Training Academy. We work alongside Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad Advisors and that sort of thing as well. So I've been very fortunate that I've surrounded myself with some pretty, pretty incredible people. Yeah, it sounds like it. So if you could take yourself now, who's this entrepreneur coach and who helps businesses scale and give your old self a message from when you started your first business or maybe, you know, or just, you're just starting out. What is a piece of advice you'd like, you think you'd like to give your your past self. Thank you. I, I like that question. Um, it is interesting because actually I did know what I needed to do back then. I just didn't do it. Okay. So if you've ever read, uh, I always usually have it handy somewhere. So you've read Cashflow Quadrant, for example, or uh, Rich Dad Poor Dads by Robert Kiyosaki. You, in either of these two books, he talks about the ESBI quadrant, your employee, the solopreneur, the business owner, and the investor. Mm -hmm. um, fortunate, fortunately, I get to hang out with Josh and Lisa Lannan, who are rich dad advisors to Robert Kiyosaki, two of the most brilliant business professionals I've ever met in my life. And uh, he once told me a secret or an additional piece to the S and B. And he said the S is about being the specialist, about being the best. So as a magician, it was about being the best magician. A business owner, however, when you make that transition, a specialist, an S, a solopreneur, focuses on marketing. They focus on income. They focus on the product and the service. They focus on building a team to help deliver a product and service. But what Josh said is that a B, it's a, it's a mental shift going from quadrants. And so a B must focus on the team, the people, the systems. It's no longer about the product or service. The business owner's job is to create more jobs and to take care of his, his or her employees. So it's a whole mental shift from being the specialist, from being the best magician to being the business owner who creates the best systems. Okay. And the systems take care of the people. And the people, your team, your tribe, your, um, your employees even, 
take care of the customers, the product and the service. So that would be the advice I'd give is focus more on, I've always been a systems driven guy. That's why I have a job nowadays is because I'm really good at systems. Um, but it would be really focus on the system because if you're a solopreneur and you get really successful, what's the problem with becoming really successful as a solopreneur? Any ideas? You don't have time to do anything. You got it. The more successful you get, the more money you make, the more work you have to do. And when you have to deliver more work to get the paycheck because you sold the product, you no longer have the time needed to build the systems. So the downside to becoming successful in the S quadrant or as a solopreneur, is even with a team around you, unless you build the system, you're actually hurting yourself, not helping yourself in business in the long run. Okay. All right. So... Do you think, you know, at what point would you say then, you know, or it might be different for if, if it's different in industries, let me know. But is there a certain point an, a solopreneur should take when they realize, hey, I got to hire some staff. Hey, I can't, I can't handle all this on my own anymore. Like, is there, you know, is there, is there a specific point or is that kind of just, it just depends on what your industry is? Uh, I don't think it depends on industry. I uh -huh. personally would say that depends on cash flow. Okay. I'm very big on managing your proper your finances properly because mm -hmm. most people in this world don't know, understand, or uh, grasp financial literacy, unfortunately. And a lot of solopreneurs, not we all start there. I, I included. Um, when you become a business owner, any of the mistakes you make as an individual become uh, they they blow up. Right, they become much, much bigger as a business owner, especially when you start taking on staff, mm -hmm. start dealing with tax law, start dealing with um, CRA, etc., etc., etc. Right. So, what I would say is, where it depends on doing that transition is, I'm a big believer on get get a team around you immediately, mm -hmm. but not at the expense of your cash flow. You don't want to be lose if your if your business is losing money every single month. It's only so many months before you go out of business. You're not setting yourself up to win. You're taking a risk. And even though I'm big on taking educated risks, I'm not a big believer in gambling. Uh, even as a magician, I don't gamble. I, I will make an educated decision, but I will not put my life on the line and put my business on the line. And more importantly, the livelihoods of my team who expect me to pay their check every single week, I won't put them on, on the line because I want to take a gamble on something doesn't make sense to me so it's it's that balancing game between finances and building your systems and the team around you so you know i think why a lot of people probably go to you is because you know you you when businesses start to plateau you know monthly revenue you help them take them to that next level um yeah. would you say there's maybe any sort of common traits between businesses that are plateauing uh, that can't seem to get over that hump and take it to you know take it to the next level <laughs> Uh, yes, definitely. There's, I'd actually say there's four levels. So normally I'd pull up a whiteboard uh -huh. um, to just use some imagination for a second. Okay. Imagine we got the graph, straight line and a 90 degree, right? Uh -huh. Break that 180 degree sequence into four quadrants. Okay. The first quadrant is when you're the solopreneur. You just got to get up and go. You do everything you possibly can. You just got to deliver, you got to sell, you got to switch your hats five, six, seven times a day from the accountant to the manager, to the, the frontline worker, to the business owner, right? And in the moment's notice, you may have to switch. You do it all yourself. The next phase is where you start to take what you have done 
instead of looking at going, okay, what is the process? What's the system? What are the steps? It doesn't even have to be an automated system. It could be like, like, like look at something as tedious as making coffee in the morning. Any of you who are a coffee drinker like me know that if the person makes it wrong, it's a simple process, but if you make it wrong, it tastes horrible. So a step-by-step, first you pour it, measure it to this amount, a step-by-step guide in the second phase. That's what you start working on. What are the, uh, what is, what is it that I do that makes me successful? Now, who can I get to help me with that? So here's where the plateau happens is that the 90 degree angle, when you hit that success and you build your team, the very skills that got you successful to here are the very skills that are going to take you out of the game in the second half. So I'll say that again. The skills that got you there are the very skills that are going to take you out if you keep playing the same game. Now, if I put that in another way, I'll give you an example. If I, uh, if I do lawn maintenance, so I'm good at lawn maintenance. I like cutting the grass. I like shoveling the snow. I like setting up the gardens and I get paid well for it. Now I invest in better, better lawn care equipment. I hire a teenager on the summers to help me. And I, I've got my uncle Bob helping me in winters shoveling the snow. Right. And I teach them how to do it my way. So now I've gotten to the 90 degrees. If I keep jumping into the front lines, if I must still be on every job site, every person's house, making sure that it's done right, double checking that everything has been shoveled properly and the grass has been cut properly and that the, that no one's wearing ripped jeans and destroyed shirt and look horrible and hurting my brand and hurting my image. And also most importantly, are cleaning the equipment at the end. If, if I'm on it, if I'm in it every single day, there's no way I could ever have a lot more than say two or three teams because I'll be too busy going from spot to spot to spot. Now, your audience is probably thinking, yeah, heard this all before. I know I need to hire someone who can duplicate me. We all know what to do, but knowing is different than being who you need to be in order to have, to be able to do what you need to do in order to have what you want to have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if you, if you have that team, when you hit that plateau, often what's happening is the business owner is still trying to stay hands on. And what they know is how to do the job. What they don't know, the skills they don't have for the second half are the B quadrant, is building your systems, your leadership skills, setting up a set of rules that your team operates by and how to hold those rules so that you can have a highly produce, productive team that supports one another and helps each other and stays within whatever your brand is, whatever your image is, that's meets your expectations. You always hear it all the time that, no one does it as good as I do, right? Or I might as well do it myself or I can save it. That, that kind of mentality might get you successful here, but it will kill you as you try to grow because now you're going to have to, you're not going to be in a position where you can manage the people properly because you're too busy trying to do what you did before, go to job, to job, to job, to job, to job. But even worse, you're going to be in a position where your hands are tied because you're going to grow bigger. And when you hit a certain size, you are no longer you no longer can do what it is you always do. And you're forced to be this different person. And if you're not ready for it, it, you can destroy your business. You can go bankrupt. You can have the wrong team saying the wrong thing to the wrong people, destroying relationships, hurting contracts, not getting enough leads coming in, not closing those sales, right? 
Imagine if you have, if you're used to closing every one in three people that call, and then all of a sudden you start doing sales and your team member only closes one in 10. What kind of impact would that have in your business? Right. Man, so, major. Yeah. Um, so then what do you tell, you know, you know, your, your clients or maybe anybody that they're, they're at, they're kind of at that point where they need to maybe let go of some of the day to day, but they don't really know how to, or, you know, what that, what that looks like, uh, you know, how they can kind of start, so to speak. Sure. I actually just shot a video on this it's in the simplest possible manner that I can explain it to build a system in the easiest possible way is first you do it, right? You be the S you do it. Why? Because you have to, you don't have to be the best in the world at it, but you have to at least understand it. If you understand it, you can see how it works. You can figure out the process and you can apply your knowledge as a, an entrepreneur to build the system. But first you have to do it. Second, you document it. Look at coffee, right? I'm going to go make my own coffee. I find the way that tastes the best. Then I'm going to document how much water to how many scoops. Am I using the filtered water or the tap water? It makes a difference, right? Which coffee brand am I using? But even just something as minute as eight cups of water equals two scoops can make all the difference because three scoops, it tastes horrible. So second is you document it. Third, now you delegate it, right? But first you do it, then you document it. That way, when you delegate it, you are delegating what a, you're delegating a process, a step-by-step -step guide that someone else can learn by following the process. Once you dele delegate it, you implement it. Let them do it. After they do it, and this is a part that I that drives me nuts because business owners leave there. Usually they try to delegate it before ever doing it or documenting it. They just say, hey, Ben, uh, I want you to start making the coffee. Go. Ah, oh, this tastes like crap. Why is this so horrible? Right? Or, wow, this is delicious. How'd you do that? And then Susie takes over or John takes over and all of a sudden it tastes horrible again, but we can't figure out why. So a lot of business owners try to delegate before they ever do it or document it. And then after they delegate it and they implement it, they walk away without ever coming back. The fifth step is the most important. After you implement it, you must review it. And how you review it is the key when you're working with a team. If I go, Ben, you made a horrible cup of coffee, you're going to feel down or be defensive or put your wall up or maybe point fingers at who really made the coffee. Or you might remind me that you told me the filter needed to be clean, whatever it was. Um, but if instead I go, Hey, so this cup is cup of coffee isn't as good as it usually is. Can we look at what the steps are? Now, I know I'm using coffee. It's simple. It's stupid, simple. That's why I'm using it. If we look at the steps and we see that two scoops for eight cups is too much, then we just adjust the system. But now I can come to you and go, hey, I need to improve this system. Since you're the one that do, does it, can you help me fix the system that's broken? It's not you that messed up. It's the system that's broken. And now that we together focus on the system, now people are more likely to get behind the idea, get behind the concept, take ownership over it. And most importantly, you don't get that defensive, um, defensive high school crap in, in the workplace that way. Sounds great. I mean, I've been there before. Uh, could use that advice a few months ago. Um, so that's awesome. So just a couple more questions I wanted to ask you quickly. When it comes to you know the entrepreneurs that you work with, um, where do you think most people kind of stumble along the way, or the things they have, or things they're doing that they need to kind of change some habits with that's a little difficult for them too? Uh, well, you, my first thought was to say everybody's different, but there is, yes. as soon as I said that, I was like, nah, Jay, you know better than that. There is one thing in common. Okay. 
right here. <laughs> we all have your, mental, your mentality. Uh, just a, a subconscious. Okay. I, I passed. See, we, one thing we have all in, all have in common is we've all been taught something. We've all been to school. We've all had parents, and we have experiences in some sort of parent figure. Mm-hmm. Right. We've been around other human beings. We've lived life. We have all failed. We have all succeeded. And a collection of all of that, we all have been told some sort of message that may or may not be true. Like, for example, some some people are going to get mad at me for this one, but saving money is a good idea, right? Yeah, it's a, that's an old idea. And yeah, saving money and putting it on the mattress used to work. If that's what you're doing now, we won't go into it, but <laughs> I believe it's a bad idea, right? So it's a, we all have been told these things going up. And as we've grown and as we, uh, as we've um, lived that make up our perception. And even though they are good for us, they've gotten us where we are. It's also those self-sabotaging thoughts that could hold us back. Like for example, if as a child, I was told, well, uh, uh, what I was told, you're stupid. People thought I was special. I, I was in these special classes. I didn't have to worry about grades because of my, they thought it was my disability with my ears was actually a mental disability when wow. really it's, I couldn't hear you. And so I had my own language. No one could, no one could literally understand what I said until I was about 11, 10, 11, 12 years old. I used magic to rehabilitate my speech by rehabilitating my speech therapy. Um, so I was told my whole life, like by others, that I was stupid, that I was slow, that I was special. Um, if I, be- when I went into business, when I believed that, it caused me not to do things I knew I could do, but there was a thought in my head that saying I was too stupid for that. So that's the one thing we all have in common is our thoughts, our subconscious past experiences, behaviors, and CDs that are playing in the back of our head, or, you know, music that words that are playing in the back of our head that are holding us back. And that's, that's what I would say is the one thing in common with entrepreneurs, with your team members, with your clients, it shows up all over the place. Okay. All right. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. And you've got to get your, I'm such a strong believer in getting your mind right. And just putting out that, at least just putting out positive energies, you know, before you take a phone call, before you make a sales call, before you try to get, you know, generate more leads, you have to believe it's going to happen and visualize that you're going to be able to do it. Um, all right, Jason. Well, this has been super helpful. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, so let me get this right this time. Uh, to learn more about Jason and his business, and if you want to be coached by him, it's getuncommonresults.com. Uh, Jason, I'd love to have you back sometime. Would you ever come back? Sure, be happy to. All right, awesome. Well, there you guys, there you go, everybody. Jason Chessar, uh, Ch- Chessar. Man, I can't talk today. Uh, um, and any final words before you go? No, just very much appreciate having you on, uh, me having me on. It's been a great time. And as one of the rules I've always learned a long time ago, is any opportunity to get out there, just do it. No matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how unsure you are, just take action. Because in that action, you can learn some pretty cool stuff. You better than anyone can teach. I think know that. Uh, all right, well, Jason, well, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be in touch down the road. Have a good one. Awesome. Thank you. All right. All right, everyone. That was Jason uh, Chessar, uh, business coach extraordinaire. Um, Again, uh, there you have it. So I wanted to get a business coach for entrepreneurs to kind of get his, you know, his point of view about how to scale, what you need to know, this mentality you have to have. Um, so this interview will be available in podcast form a little bit later on. So go to somethingtofunnel.com if you're interested in hearing the, uh, hearing the podcast version of this. Um, 
So just a few more things I wanted to update everyone on before I go. So last night I did day three of Expert Secrets. Actually, let me get the books over here. Expert Secrets and dot com secrets. Uh, wasn't a whole lot of movement on them yet with dot uh, com secrets. It was really all about, um, and this is a big thing for Russell Brunson or really any kind of sales coach, uh, you're going to, your brunch or coach, your business coach you work with. It's finding your perfect customer. Who is your perfect customer? So, really, I read this little piece about niching down to your perfect customer. If you could have one perfect person you could sell to, who would that person be? And I was thinking about it, and this is initially, you know, it's something I was kind of stumbling with. I wasn't quite sure because I knew I had a really wide net of people I was trying to search for, but I knew I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to communicate with entrepreneurs and people trying to grow their businesses and people who, you know, are looking to scale. Um, so I'm thinking about it, thinking about it more. And me and my girlfriend, Kelly, we just started watching Summer House uh, on Bravo and great show, by the way, which I just discovered. I'm a huge Vanderpump fan, side note. Uh, so obviously Summer House is right up my alley. If anyone who's watched Vanderpump, they know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, there's this guy on the show, Kyle, and his name's Kyle Cook, I think is his last name. And he's such like a, like a bro kind of like, you know, he's, he's very just bro-y, I guess. He has, I can tell he has a lot of money. This show takes place in the Hamptons. So he's very like, He's an entrepreneur. He started these businesses. He's very about himself and his businesses and his style and winning and being the best. And I'm thinking like, that's kind of the guy, type of guy I want to work with. And it's weird because I watch Summer House. I'm like, oh, this guy, Kyle, he's so like, oh, what, like what a, what a douche. But uh, in a business sense, he's the type of person who will do anything to grow his business and he doesn't mind spending money to do it. And he understands you know, he's young, he's, he's young enough, he's around my age, close enough to my age where he can understand the value of implementing a sales funnel to your website or uh, using technology or scaling with automation um, as long as it grows the business. And he's super, and you can, at least the way he's perceived on the show is that he's all about his businesses and he takes, does whatever it takes for it to grow. Um, so that's the type of person I want to work with. So Kyle Cook uh, from Summerhouse, as weird as this is, you are my you're my gym customer. Um, so if you need any, if Kyle, if you're listening, if you need any SEO services, if you need any funnel building, if you need any, anything in the world of digital marketing, let me know. Let's work together. I'll help, I'll help you out. I'll help your businesses. Um, so, so there's that. So there was that, that was from, uh, that was from dot com secrets. Uh, the day three challenge from expert secrets. It's about the five phases, five phases of becoming uh, an expert. And the first piece, the piece I read last night was about phase one and about how about, you're really kind of just starting out and they call it a dreamer, which is like the phase I'm in. I'm a dreamer right now because you kind of they have you do this exercise where you fill out like, what are things that you're interested in? What are things that you like to learn about? And for me, that was SEO and that was for digital marketing. That's the thing that really got me fired up. And at first, uh, the more I learned about digital marketing and implemented the tactics for my website and saw my website grow, I was like, it was really exciting. Don't me wrong. My website was growing out to the first page on Google uh, for a bunch of key phrases, but it didn't seem that impressive to me because like I was doing it and I figured like, if I could do this, anybody could do this. So it's not, this can't be that difficult, but it wasn't until later on, I figured out when I was telling more other people about SEO and how you should do these tactics and blah, 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 that they are really like not, not everybody knows this stuff. And I was, I kind of figured accidentally figured out, oh my goodness, I might be an expert in SEO. I might know exactly what I'm doing. I might know how to do, grow a website. Um, 
So that was really about phase one for for expert secrets. That was in the dreamer phase. You know, you start as a dreamer, just dreamer, just you know, just think about things you like, things you want to learn about. And that was to me SEO, and it kind of turned into a passion. It was a hobby, and then before I knew it, it snowballed into a career. And here and here I am doing a show about SEO and funnel building. So that was day three for both books. I'll do day four tonight. I can update everybody a little more tomorrow on everything that uh, I've been doing. Um, so what, so what else has been going on? Actually, I'm trying to think how, what else I can update you on in the past 24 hours. Um, I don't know. I think that was really it. Uh, I'm doing some more funnel building. What I'm gonna, what I want to do tomorrow is I'm going to share some funnels that I have built out over the last week for a few clients of mine. Uh, like I said, uh, the Darren Dalton Foundation is a. I'm I'm affiliated with uh, I do things for the Darren Dalton Foundation, I should say. Uh, and I built them a funnel for the Home Run for Hope uh, campaign. If, uh, go to homerunforhope.org, uh, find out what exactly Home Run for Hope is and how you can help people in the Delaware Valley with brain tumors. Um, I built a funnel for it too, which I'm really excited about. So I'd also love some feedback on the funnel. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna show you all of you uh, that tomorrow, which I'm really excited to do. Um, and I, a few other goodies that I have planned uh, throughout the week. I'm going to continue to go over my expertsecrets.com secrets. Uh, I'm going to mention it every single episode. If you haven't uh, looked into ClickFunnels yet, please do click one of the links in the description uh, for the One Funnel Away Challenge. Learn all about ClickFunnels and how it can help your business and how you can implement them and help you grow. Uh, please click the link in the description for my free guides. Uh, if you haven't liked Vandalay Marketing Industries on Facebook already, please like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at VandalayMI. Uh, this was Ben Kaplan. I was interviewing Jason Chessar. He is a business coach. Uh, this will be available in the podcast uh, in a little bit. So if you want to listen to it there, I'd really appreciate it. You can go to somethingtofunnel.com to get updates on the podcast, subscribe to it, listen to it. Uh, and some extra goodies for you too. So uh, it was really great. I hope you all enjoyed this interview. I hope this was helpful for any entrepreneurs out there who were looking to grow and uh, you didn't know where to start. Um, if you are looking to grow your business though, you're looking to grow online, you need more traffic, check out my website, vandelaydigital.com. Uh, I can get more traffic to your website. I can build you a high converting sales funnel. Uh, let me show you how. Uh, or you can schedule a strategy session with me. Schedule a one-hour strategy session with me. I'll put a roadmap together for you that will get you ranked to the first page of Google, will increase your website traffic, and will convert that traffic into sales or leads. Guys, it's been such a pleasure doing this, everybody. I'm going to go back to 12 o'clock tomorrow for this Facebook Live and this podcast, and um, I'll see you all then. It's been uh, Something to Funnel with Ben Kaplan. Have a great day.